Welcome to the first session of the Women in Technology Ask Me Anything blogcast. In this series, I will be talking to women working in IT, technology, and science to talk about their roles, what they do, and why they enjoy doing it. For this first session, I have invited Sarah Swatman. She's the Senior Director, Solutions Engineering, Digital Workspace for the EMEA region. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you for agreeing to be the first guest here. You're welcome. Thank you. So maybe we can start off the podcast with you telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay, yeah. So thanks, Ronka. Yes. Yeah, so my name is Sarah Swatman. Um, I am a single mum of two girls aged uh, seven and ten. Uh, I live northwest of London in the UK um, and I've been working at VMware now for three years, uh, working in the IT industry for over 20 years. Uh, shocking. And um, yeah, and, and I'm really, really delighted to have been invited today to come and talk to you about this. Wow, impressive, 20 years. So did you always actually know you wanted to work in IT? Because that's a really long time now. No, no, I didn't. Uh, if I go back to when I was at school, um, the two main things that I absolutely loved at school were maths and sport. Mm -hmm. And um, if everything had aligned properly, I would have actually done a degree in sport and I would have become a teacher uh, or go to the Arby and done uh, PT training and sports training. Um, but when I was 18 doing my A-levels, which are your senior grades in the UK, um, I messed up, I think is the best way to put it. And I didn't get the grades that was expected. And so my thoughts of what I wanted to do changed. Um, and I ended up going to university and studying maths instead of sport. Um, and from there, I actually found that I quite enjoyed programming. And I hadn't really had much exposure to computing before. I mean, this was 1993, so it was, it was a long time ago. Uh, but I hadn't really had much exposure or hands-on exposure to IT before then. I was a mathematician who loved sports. So no, I didn't know I wanted to go into this field. But you know, through, through karma or so to speak, I, I fell into it. <laughs> Well, that's really amazing because obviously you're really quite uh, successful in this field. At, um, so I really actually have to check because I wrote down your title. You are currently working as Senior Director Engineering for Digital Workspaces for EMEA. So EMEA for the people who are not um, in this, this field is Europe, Middle East and Africa, which is actually a really big region. And this is what you're responsible for. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about what that entails because it sounds really, really important and a bit intimidating. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not intimidating. No, you're um, not. So, but your title. <laughs> <laughs> the title's very long. I do know that. Um, but so, so I think before I say explicitly what I do, I think it's important to say what the role of a solutions engineer is. Mm -hmm. um, so, with software vendors and hardware vendors. Uh, we have obviously our sales teams that have to go out and sell the technology that is being created by, by the, the intelligent programmers in the background. Um, but those salespeople need to have technical people to work alongside them to be able to go and have those deep technical level conversations with the customers to make sure that the solutions are fitting into their environment. And that is the role of solutions engineering. It's otherwise known as sales engineers or pre-sales is known across the board. Mm -hmm. So um, and I personally fell into the 
world of pre-sales about 18 years ago by accident. I was a programmer when I first left university and um, and I loved it because it is seriously the best role ever. You get to go out and meet different customers every day and help solve their, their business challenges with, with technology. Um, so that's kind of the role of pre-sales. Now, my role now is I run a team of pre-sales consultants or solutions engineers across that, that region, Europe, Middle East and Africa. And um, what that means is I am responsible for ensuring that the, we call them SEs, solutions engineers, but the SEs have all the relevant training to make sure that they're kept up to speed with all the relevant technical and soft skills training, because this role isn't just talking about technology, it's also being able to present it in a way that people understand at different levels. So that could be presentation skills, demonstration skills, listening skills, which are incredibly important in this role. Um, so I have to make sure that everybody has that available to them. Uh, making sure that people are having those career conversations. Where do they want to go? You know, where are they now? How are they going to get to those next levels of what are interesting to them? Then you have all the strategic stuff. Uh, so if we look at EMEA, Europe, Middle East and Africa, we're a slightly different region than maybe APJ, so Asia Pacific, Japan. So if we look at the strategic things that need to be done at um, an EMEA level, because obviously EMEA is different than APJ, so Asia Pacific Japan, which is different from the USA. So what things do we need to do differently? We get from a corporate standpoint, we get information that flows down, but how do we change that? How do we make it relevant to our marketplaces? Mm -hmm. Because and this is where it becomes really interesting. You know, if you think what works in the UK may not work in Poland, mm -hmm. which may not work in the UAE, which may not work in South Africa. So the huge variety of cultures and nationalities that we have in Europe, Middle East and Africa also means that we have to look at different strategies for different regions as well. And that also means coverage, how many people do we need in different countries and how do we link them up with, you know, the relevant sales parties. So that's another area of my work that I, I look at. But if I think about on a week by week basis, um, no day is the same. And I think when you look at solutions engineering and pre-sales, that's the thing that's exciting. It's variable. Every day is different. Um, I have my calls, my, my regular calls with my teams and my managers and, and the SEs, but working alongside my partners in sales and marketing um, and HR, it, it's completely varied. Um, you actually talked about a little bit about how diverse your team is. Uh, uh, the question of diversity is something that's very close to your heart, isn't it? I mean, um, you're the person who founded the WISE Network, the Women in Solution Engineering's uh, network in this region. And uh, maybe you want to talk about why you did that, because it's a mm. really great initiative. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the role of pre-sales um, has for one reason or another, which I've never understood, been very, very male dominated. Mm -hmm. And if I look at my career when I was a pre-sales person, in some places I worked, I was the only female SE in the entire company, you know, so it wasn't just in my country, it was in the entire company. Yeah. And personally, I think that women are ideally suited to this role because there's an awful lot involved around the soft skills side and not just the technical side. It's a combination of both. And so looking at VMware and looking at our network, I wanted to 
create a community of the ladies that we do have uh, and make everyone feel part of that community together. Because if you are the only lady in that country doing that role, being able to have a conversation with somebody else who understands can be quite difficult if there's nobody else of the same, similar interests. It's not always about gender, but you know that does give indications of interests and things that you can talk about. And yes, we created, we started about six months ago, created the, the Women in Solutions Engineering EMEA Network, which has got over 70 ladies all coming together and exchanging so many different stories, you know, not just about work, but also what it's like to be a mother working in this role, which can be, you know, you can be traveling outside of your country on whatever it may be. Um, being a young mother, being pregnant, for example. I mean, I remember having great conversations with people about when I was pregnant doing this role. There weren't many other, in fact, there was nobody else to talk to. The company yeah. didn't even know what the maternity policy should look like for me. Um, so, and this is, this is an old company. So I am I'm a real advocate of women in the role of pre-sales, but women in technology in general, um, getting more young ladies and girls into STEM subjects. I did my degree in maths. Again, there weren't many of us mm -hmm. uh, ladies doing that degree. Um, I don't know yourself, you did a very technical degree as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> True. Um, I, I studied chemistry, which is also not necessarily IT related, but and it was the same. Basically, there were much more men, very few women to relate to. Yeah. And um, I totally agree. So for me, it was also a great thing to see this women's network that you created and see all these women who are actually already working for a company. So I really enjoy that as well. And but that brings me to the question um, why there are so few women uh, one of the things is maybe that they don't actually know and uh, what we do and mm. this is something we're trying to address here and the other thing is that i think for example when you talk about a the technology they don't actually know what that is for example you're responsible for workspace solutions and i of course since i'm working with the ember i know what workspace solutions are but what is this really i mean yeah, so the digital workspace area that I work in, uh, it's all around enabling people to be able to work on any device in any location, you know, and, and what I mean by that is, and especially in the current circumstances, but, you know, we're, we're in this pandemic at the moment, but being able to enable people to work from home on a device that suits them, whether that be a Mac, an iPad, um, a Windows, a Chromebook, whatever it may be, but have the same access to all the same applications as well. So they have their own digital workspace with the same applications, no matter what they're working on, but also having it in a seamless way so that they don't have to remember 400 passwords for all of the applications that they access. They have a portal, they click on the portal, it single signs them onto all the applications that they need. Uh, self-service so if they haven't currently got access there's a you know a whole catalog they can choose from um, so that's the digital workspace solutions and I find this a really exciting and interesting place because it focuses on the user mm -hmm. and not the infrastructure yes. so if you look at technology as a whole so much of it is in the background that the end user doesn't really get to see and they don't there's no emotion associated to it whereas this touches users touches the individual and gives them that employee experience. 
Very true. And an interesting thing you're mentioning of the pandemic just reminded me that how much of our work is actually very related to current things happening and how much you are actually involved in things that are happening around the world. So especially in this case, I mean, I remember there were a lot of projects that uh, arose just because of the situation we are hit in in the world today. So it's not only that you get to work with technology, you actually get to work on the forefront of things happening. Isn't that true? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think the, the really interesting thing around the workspace side, particularly, was all of our different customers in, we'll call them verticals, so different areas of business. So healthcare, we, we had some big projects where we had to help hospitals suddenly enable their patients to be able to communicate at home because they weren't allowed visitors, you know, and giving them this access to be able to do that was empowering. Uh, but then you've got the finance. I, I can't remember which bank it was, was saying that suddenly they're running the whole country from people sat at home in their kitchens as opposed right. to working in, you know, the big multi, multi-story buildings that they're used to. And so, yes, this pandemic really has brought to the forefront many of the things we've been doing, but also I find it fascinating the different organisations we get to talk to from healthcare to finance to retail to manufacturing to pharmaceutical, I mean, pharmaceutical at the moment. Yeah. You know, it's so, so on the forefront, especially with the vaccines. And yeah, it's just, I find it interesting. And I always find it really interesting talking to all of these different customers about what they're needing to achieve. And then how can we help them enable their workforce to actually be able to keep the lights on and keep those businesses going? Well, talking to you, I, I really feel your enthusiasm for the job and, and that you actually really, really enjoy what you're doing. Maybe you want to just say a few words about why you enjoy doing these things for the Ember at the moment? Yeah, so I think there's two things. I, I love the role of pre-sales in general because I feel it's a problem-solving. I see, I see it as a problem-solving role. <laughs> Work with customers who've got an issue that they need solving and we're there to help them solve it. And, and I like that, that aspect of things. I like the variety. I, I've never been one to have, you know, go into work and do exactly the same thing every single day and go home. I like the fact that on a Monday morning, I'm never 100% sure what's going to happen that week. And, you know, outside of the pandemic, I'd be flying around all over the place, which was super, you know, invigorating because you get to see so many different people of different cultures. Uh, working for VMware, um, I actually posted something on my LinkedIn yesterday, I think it was. They're such an amazing community company. Just in this pandemic alone, they, they gave the, everybody in the entire company, they gave us 10 additional days that we, we call them pandemic days that we could use without any question to allow us to be able to look after ourselves, our families, whatever needed to look after our own mental health because we were finding it difficult. Families, whether that be elderly or children or whomever it may be, and that was given to the entire company. They also gave us epic days. So shut down the company for a whole day and they've done this twice. And they've actually now given us the whole of the week after the Christmas period, the entire company shutting down just to make sure they're looking after the staff. So from a community and people perspective, they're an incredible organization. From a technology perspective, VMware is and always has been innovative when it comes to technology at the forefront. I mean, they, they've invented virtualization for goodness sake, so much of our, our technologies work on these days. 
But being at a company that's continually evolving, continually innovating around technology, which then has a direct impact on the way in which people can work and provide benefit to their own customers, whether they be employees, customers, patients in healthcare. I just I find it I find it inspiring. And I personally find Pat Gelsinger, our CEO, an incredibly interesting, inspiring and fascinating man. And he really is, you know, the best CEO out there. Yeah, you're taking the words right out of my mouth, I would say, because that's exactly the thing I also uh, I've been thinking about. So maybe as the last thing, I would ask you um, what suggestions you would have for young women starting out in the field or wanting to go into this field. Is there anything you would like to tell them? Um, don't be afraid. Um, you, you may and you probably will in some cases be the only lady in the room. I always saw that as an advantage, not a disadvantage. You know, use use the skills that you have as an individual that you are. Be true to yourself. Whatever role you choose to do, make sure it's something you're really interested and passionate about. Mm -hmm. Don't follow the title. Don't follow the paycheck. Follow the passion yeah. because you're going to be doing whatever you choose and spending more time doing that than you will be with your friends and your family. So do something that you enjoy and you're passionate about. Be honest with yourself as to what you like and you don't like and, and pursue things that, that make you happy because it's incredibly important to be happy in what you do. Um, don't ever think that you can't do it. That's a mindset. Yeah. That's a mindset you absolutely can. Um, if you see a job application and you don't tick every single box, but you tick 60%, apply. Because the men will be applying if they tick 30. Yeah. So have faith in yourself. There is no such thing as a perfect fit for a role. Put yourself out there, be bold, be brave. Um, it's the best thing I ever did. And I get to work with some really incredible people and you just have confidence in yourself. Um, and, and also I'd say, maybe find yourself a mentor, find yourself a coach, find, you know, go out there, have a look on LinkedIn, find women that have got, you know, that have, have been in the industry 10, 15 years or, or more reach out to them even if you've never met them and say I'm looking for somebody to help me would you be interested because I can tell you 95% of the ladies out there would absolutely do anything they can to support young people starting on their journey and give any assistance and insight that they can so so be bold be confident and but follow your heart and follow what you want yeah that's such great advice, especially around the mentoring and reaching out to people who have done something similar and asking them just maybe about their journey. That's such yeah. a great thing to do and so helpful. So I really enjoyed talking to you. This was really fun. And thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> it's a pleasure. And talk to you soon, hopefully. Absolutely. Thank you, Ronka. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs>